All I do is I bring my piece to the equation and then I have great partners who know the who, or they're the who and they know the how. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Wholesaler Contract Pack with all the contracts you need to flip houses without risk. Claim your free copy at WholesalerContracts.com. Templeton. Jerry. Thank you for taking time to sit down with me and do this video. You and I spoke, um, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, yeah. on the phone. I was in Puerto Rico, and you and I had a conversation about a deal, but it turned into this whole other conversation that was very profound for me. It was one of those conversations I don't have very often where I connected with you on a level that was uh, very meaningful for me. So thank you for that. Me as well. And I wanted to have you on the channel and actually talk about that conversation we had because very rarely do I meet somebody who's really living a purposeful life in the way that you are in a way that I also resonate with quite a bit. And so what I want to talk about is what you've been able to do to really redefine what success means. And uh, I think maybe like you, for me, I chased for a long time uh, the bank account and the big house and nice cars. And I felt like that meant something about me. I made it mean something about me. That I made that mean that I was worthwhile or successful or, um, you know, arrived at a certain type of level and that that meant now that I was kind of worthy of something to have that. And it's taken me a lot longer than you. It's taken me a while to look at success in my life and the way I'm living my life that has nothing to do with deals or, you know, how big my subscribers are or bank account or all these things that are external and have a different idea of that. So first, Thank you again for being here, but tell me a little bit about what your life looks like. You're a real estate guy, but you live your life very different than most, I'd say 99% of the successful real estate people that I know. Yeah. So I am very particular about the way I spend my time. Mm -hmm. So I haven't always been this way, but I finally realized my most precious resource is my time. And I was done chasing more for the sake of more. So I got super particular on my schedule. Um, I have five kids. I've had two daughters in the last year and a, a half. It's a good start. It's a good start. Right. I'm only halfway there. Um, so if I want to be a present dad, a present husband, I want to also fill my own cup. There's only so many hours to do that. And I was for a long time uh, only thinking about money. Essentially, and it was exhausting because you you realize this destination that you land into on a dollar amount. There's always another destination and it's another destination. Fun, no, it's it's a pretty empty pursuit yeah. once you've cert- hit a certain level of quality. Um, so for me, I work nine to one, Monday through Thursday. Um, a lot of those days, I don't even work nine to one. Right? Uh, today, you're my only appointment. No, no, yeah. it's a lot. I had a nine o'clock with a, a key partner in one yeah. company company. I remember talking to you about this. You said, Jerry, here's my window. Like if we do it in this window, that's my window. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in big events and big opportunities will rise in the evening a lot of times. And right now my answer is thank you, but no thank you. Right. Yeah. Because I set a standard around what I'm willing to do and not do. And um, I think that's where a lot of people fold is they say they are committed to a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. but then they keep making exceptions 
and then then they get pulled into a million a million things as I you know especially guys like you and I who have who've done pretty well and people want our time and attention yeah. there is no shortage of opportunity for us no so we have to become masterful at saying no and sometimes that's really hard because you have to let people down or there's people that are expecting something from you that you have to say you know I'm sorry I can't do that so templeton this is uh fascinating for me because to talk about this because um I told you this when we talked on the phone. I have this fear that uh, I have to face every single day in that I worked so hard for so many years to, you know, get that good deal and then that deal of a lifetime. And then what happened was, is um, as I progressed, you know, and the deals got bigger and the dollar amounts got bigger, then it was like the opportunity started to come and I would say no I would, I would say yes to the deal or the opportunity because it's like an amazing opportunity. This is the type of thing that I've waited for for 20 years in this business, right? And here's another one. And then I would do that one and it would take time and energy, but I do this big deal, make money. And then like around the corner, there's another one. And then there's another one. And I found myself in this place where it's like, there's no shortage of good deals and opportunities anymore. Like I thought that was there. But if I say no, am I going to miss out and there's not going to be another opportunity later? So I better say yes to this opportunity. Right. And people fall into that. It's a trap. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's just a bigger flywheel, right? Like, you know, before I got in real estate, I had 34 different jobs. I didn't realize I was an entrepreneur. I didn't know what to call it. And then when I became an entrepreneur, I like really, I, yeah, I flourished, <laughs> but I was kept trying to put this like energy into a bottle and it wasn't working. But you know, there was times, Jerry, I remember if I had a full ta- a full fridge, a full tank of gas and like 120 bucks, I was That's like, good. I was like, I am so set. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was on a flywheel. Yeah. Well, now I see too many people that are on a $200,000 flywheel. Same flywheel though. Same thing. They need next deals closed. They need next month to be, to go really well yeah. because they've created this huge wheel of more. Um, it's almost just a different level of broke. So how do you manage that though? Because what you're telling me is you're saying, I do this Monday through Thursday, half day. So you're logging in, in your business, 20 hours a week or somewhere around there, right? Right now, probably about 10. Okay. 10 hours, 10 hours a week working in your business. And that's 10 companies. Okay. So this is, this is clearly you must be addressing this idea of, man, you know, if I just worked that extra hour, you know, I could put another deal together. But to have the discipline to say no, how are you defining your life and the things that you're doing with your time as the pinnacle of success? Because you could, if you know how to leverage clearly, you could be working a regular 40-hour week, which in most people's case is still a great life. Yeah. That's not overworking. A lot of people work 60, 70, 80 hours. So a normal, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five in your businesses would yield you way more money. How are you saying no to all that extra opportunity, all that extra money and, and knowing that living your way you are now is success for you? How are you defining it that way? So because I am very clear that I believe the way you spell love is T-I-M-E and my boys, and I get chills right now when yeah. I say that because my boys and girls and wife, let's say I make two, three million bucks a year. 
which is about what I make net. Yeah. What if I made five or six? Right. Is my life that much different? And the answer is no. I can already eat what I want, go where I want, drive what I want, experience what I want. Mm -hmm. And is the, you start to have a diminishing return, in my opinion, if I was going to go hustle, hustle, hustle and miss out on these life things for the extra three million. Yes. Would I like to make it? Of course. I love making money, but not at the, and now everything for me is just a decision matrix of if I had to be obligated to this thing, what would it, what would it give me or return me? And what would I have to give up to receive it? And if it's out of alignment, I don't do it. So, um, and it has to fit into the box. Here's this, here's the crazy part. I love business. It is my hobby. So if you let me, I'd actually work much more, but I've had to put these governors on my engine, so to speak, Mm -hmm. because yeah, yeah, because if you let me, I'm a deal junkie. I want to go do deals all day, every day, but then I'd be a dismissive father and I'd be a dismissive husband. I'd be a dismissive friend. Like I would be, I'm obsessive about whatever I get obsessed about. So I've had to learn to just put parameters on that Mm -hmm. and say, you know, they say there's no balance. Like, let's say you have balance in this, that line and you try to be everything and you try to ride the line of balance, you're really not all in on work and you're really not all in on leisure. So in my four hours that I work, I'm intense. I am so intentional. Focused, hyper-focused. I I get more done in an hour than most people can do in a day because that's what I do. And then I come over to the leisure side and then I'm all in on leisure. Turn it all off, turn work off. My wife and I went to the sanctuary last week to get 24 hours. Grandma and grandpa had the kids. Yeah. I was turned off. I floated yeah. around that pool all day, yeah, yeah. had too much food. It was just a great day. Yeah. And I was all in on leisure. And guess what? The moment I got back, I was all in on that moment. So whatever it is, I realized there's no such thing as balance. There's only counterbalance. And if I'm going to run these companies and serve people, then I need to leverage talent, mm-hmm. systems, and software. Technology. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I create leverage. And then the way I've stabilized it is I've given up money by equity. And Dan Sullivan, who, not how. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know how to run my title company. The best title company in Arizona runs the title, right? Yeah. I just do what I'm supposed to do. I don't need to run um, my luxury real estate brand. I have a great agent who knows how to sell luxury real estate. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. All I do is I bring my piece to the equation and then I have great partners who know the who, or they're the who, and they know the how. Love that. Does that make that's, sense? That's really powerful. Um, the reason why this resonates so much with me, Templeton, is when uh, a year ago I moved to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And uh, when I did that move, I strategically wanted to put myself into a different place in my businesses and my work. Um, now, not that I overworked before, but it wasn't the place I wanted to be totally. And so moving there, it was kind of like an opportunity. Whenever you move or you do some kind of big life change, it's a, t- it's a time to reset, right? It's time to do something that. different. Yeah. So, which is why I strategically move every three to five years because it forces me into a completely new place where you get to start over, do whatever you get to be and do whatever you want every time you start over. And so what's been helpful for me is I've redefined success as not, uh, not the big deals or the money or the bank account or whatever but rather my relationships with my wife and kids. And so, for example, um, my relationship with my wife in this past year has completely transformed. It's amazing. Like, I feel like 
we're dating again in a lot of sense. And, but we strategically set aside time every morning. Her and I go to the beach. I bought a condo close by our house. So we have like, we call it the love condo where we go to date night and we get away from the kids. And she's here with me now. I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have come here back to Phoenix if she didn't come with me and we could dedicate really good time together. And with my kids strategically saying, what do you want this life to look like for you? And I told you this story, but I sat down with my kids and I said, guys, if you had to choose one or the other, there wasn't, not that you have to choose one or the other, but if you had to choose between getting a whole bunch of money from dad, but he's got to work to build this empire, but you'll get all this money, you know, inherit all this money, or you don't get a dime, but I'm totally here and present and get to do things and be with you in your life now. This is, I sat down with my kids and I asked them all this, like individually. Every single one of my kids said, I don't really care if you leave me money. That's not important. But if we get to go do things and spend time and build memories, I'd rather have that. And so people lie. We lie to ourselves and say, yeah, I'm hustling for my family. Your family doesn't care about your next million dollars. They really don't. They care about you being present with them. And too many people, they disguise it as, oh, I'm sacrificing for them. But it's actually their own ambition and ego that they're feeding, which is fine. Ego is a... I think of it as a dog that I have on a leash that I have to take off the leash sometimes because he'll take me where I got to go. Yeah. But you got to understand when he's off the leash and you got to bring him back and be like, all right, good boy. You did what you're supposed to do, but you're not going to control me. You're not going to pull me where, wherever yeah. we head. So I was obsessed with money for a while. So my, my matrix goes like this. It's faith, family, health, friends and hobbies, then money. Yeah. Money used to be number one. Right. Because, and I proved that in my actions. Me and my wife could be at a date night and if the money phone rang, Excuse me, honey, sorry. Yeah, I like, got to take this call. And yeah. that obsession led us to a financial freedom. And I was, I give myself credit because as soon as I was able, I jumped off that wheel. What a That's lot of people, what yeah. a lot of people don't do is they just stay on the wheel and then they're on this more and more and more journey. And then life goes by and they go, oh shoot, I missed and it. And they're divorced. Your kids don't want anything to do with them, you know, but they got all this. Yeah, they, but they, they got, got a bunch another, of other. Yeah, they got. So, but here's the deal. So now what I've done is I've created great companies. I've created a great brand and reputation that can create a lot of revenue. And then I bring in partners or CEOs who actually do the work. And quite frankly, they're better at the work than me. I was a terrible realtor, but I have one of the best in the state to sell my luxury brand. I have a wholesale company that sells my flipping company, our deals. I have a luxury company that sells them. I have a title company that does the paperwork. Yeah. I have a, you know, yeah. I've layered these With things. With all the right people and systems in place. Exactly. So now on Mondays, I have key meetings mm-hmm. with my partners. We do alignment meetings. We go over P&Ls, key issues, key opportunities. I've paid for a lot of coaching to run these correctly. I'm not the brightest bulb in the thing, yeah. but I've learned how to execute this vision and then I hold people accountable to the vision that we both set together. In 10 hours a week. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And that, and that you know, my distributions every month, net, net. And I have one, my parent company, me, I have one COO who keeps me in line. So that's my only payroll there. Everything else is net and it's a lot. Yeah. So it's, a good, it's a good life. That's amazing. I, I love that. You know, what I'm doing similar to that is... Uh, as opportunities come my way in my different businesses is I put that through a filter and I say to myself and the decision-making is, can I take on this opportunity where it's not going to take any of my bandwidth? Yeah. Meaning do, do I have the resources to where I can plug that in and I got the right people and systems that can manage that opportunity, execute on it and see it through 
And that's going to give me a return without as the you owner having to be in the but without me having to be in the operational side of that opportunity. And if the answer is yes, then I'll consider that opportunity. If it's no, I don't care how much it makes. I don't care how amazing it is. It's no. And that's where I think you and um, you and I align so well is a lot of people say they'll say no, but if something can spit them 50 grand a month, they figure out how to say yeah. yes. I will say no because I've learned enough is enough, right? And I can't be everything to everyone, nor do I want to be. Like, this is the first interview thing that I've done in a long time. Yeah. And I used to be loud. I wanted, yeah. you know how people say, send me your deals? I was like the first guy. I was like, yeah. send me your deals for years. And now I've hit this stabilization point where, yes, I'm still in the pursuit of growth, but my favorite quote is, some people are so poor, all they have is money. I want to be... <laughs> I want to be wealthy in my health. I want to be wealthy in my relationships. I want to be wealthy in my experiences. Spirituality. I want to be wealthy in my spirituality, my impact on people, right? Where that's why this is a tug and war for me. Like when you asked me to do this, you're someone that I look up to. So it was a yes. It was an easy yes for me. And I think my words can impact people. I think so. So it makes me want to make content, but then at the same time, am I willing to sacrifice time and energy? Because you know the content game is... It takes work. It's consuming. Yeah, it's it's work. And it's something that I just haven't been um, willing to say yes to well, for a while. I love your Facebook. I'm grateful to be because you put out the most thought-provoking uh, posts on your Facebook that are really engaging and and different than what you typically will see about your life and about how you're living that purpose in your life. I try to write in a way that I speak because I'm not like, I don't know grammar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know algebra. But I do know my heart and the way I think, and I think I have powerful thoughts. So I just say them. I write them as I would say them, and I try to be honest and authentic. And then when I deliver content, I think this is where people make a mistake is, are you putting content out for you or for people? Because are you... That's powerful. Yeah. When I really just try to say, hey, will this help someone? Or is it just inflating my ego because I want you guys all to know I'm this successful? And I hope the lesson that somebody's watching this is to really be real with yourself and be able to self-confront. I think one of the hardest things for people to do is self-confront your own limiting beliefs and your, your own limitations. And so uh, my wife confronted me and, and, and so I would say to her, I'd say, well, honey, you know, I'm working so hard and doing all this for you and for the kids. Yeah. And uh, she called me out and she said, are you really doing it for us or are you doing it for you? Yeah. But at least you were able to look in the mirror and say, oh, I've been lying to myself. Yeah. I want to stop. And that's what happened. I was like, you know, I think there's something there. I need to really take a a look at myself, a hard look at myself and answer that question. Self-awareness is probably the greatest gift people can give themselves. Yeah. And the hardest. Yeah. And then to take constructive feedback and then also consider the source. If it's coming from your wife, you should probably really listen to that. Or let's say just some random person is trying to like really tear you down with critical thought. Okay, I'll hear it and I'll listen to it. But if you are not someone that I value your opinion, those words are not going to penetrate or affect me. I will not allow them to. If you today said, hey, Temp, I'm seeing some things that that I went through and I think this will help you, like you did for me on that phone call, I implemented them the next week, the the one-on-ones with my kids. After yeah. that phone call, I've been one-on-one doing, interviews. Yeah. On Sundays, I do one-on-ones with my That's kids. That's awesome. Yeah. And you gave me that. Yeah. 
And if I have a superpower, it's that. If I respect and I see someone doing something I want to do, and you give me the, the playbook, yeah. I just run the play. And I might tweak it or put my own sauce on it once I understand it. But I didn't question, well, Jerry, you know, too many people go, well, they always find the, the but. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just going to do what he says. And it's yeah. been a game changer for me. Well, you know, uh, we'll wrap up here in a minute, but uh, recently I did the speaking thing and the, the whole event was around this idea of hustle. It was actually called Hustle Harder. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, when I went up, I was the complete opposite because the whole mindset was um, grind and you got to put in the work and make the sacrifice. And there's a place for that. I certainly had a place for that. But I think people completely are missing the opportunity of what business should be, which is if you really set it up right and you leverage like you're doing and I'm trying to do where you have the right people and the right systems and processes, Mm -hmm. then it should be where you are not in the business and it's providing you a return and you are not neck deep in the business. And even new people coming into the business, you can set this up right out of the onset it's a little trickier if you don't know how to manage and lead. Like that's the skill to learn, provide vision, you know, for your team. But that's really where the focus should be. It's not you going out there and, and driving for dollars or finding the deal or whatever. It's building around a model around your strategy and getting those other people and tools and systems and processes to do it. And you just manage that. And you can do that on very short amount of time like you're doing. And that's a big lesson to learn. So I have two thoughts around what you just said. So one, procrastination's a gift because it lets you know the thing you shouldn't do because it feels heavy, right? Like if you're not going to pick up that phone and you keep telling yourself you're going to cold call every day and then you don't, you should probably leverage that out and get some great Someone cold callers yeah. because that procrastination just showed you what you're unwilling to do, right? It's not, it's not in alignment with your zone of genius is what I call it. Yeah. So that's number one is procrastination is a gift. Use it as an identifier of where you create leverage. Number two, um, shoot, I forgot the second point, but I had a good, (laughs) oh, number two is, gosh, I forgot the second point, but it was going to be profound and great. But no, (laughs) procrastination, honestly, like if I'm procrastinating and carrying something, instantly I'm going, okay, who's supposed to do this? Because it's obviously not me. Because if I was good at it and I enjoyed it, you'd want to do it. It would be done. Yeah, you would. No, do it would it. be done. Yeah. But it's not getting done because I'm terrible at it or yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not inspired by it. But there is someone, there is a who who loves that spreadsheet or loves that phone. And now how can I align? How can I create a vision big enough that they can fit within mine and we can go win together? Yeah. Well, Templeton, thank you for sharing these thoughts and ideas. I hope this was profound for you as it is for me. Uh, it's a topic that isn't touched on very often. And we see this, you know, we see all of this stuff on, on social and people in the limelight and we envy that. And, but really what is your definition of success? Is it Instagram followers or a bank account, or is it the things that really are going to provide long-term satisfaction and happiness? Yeah. And that's those other things, your relationship, your health, your, your family, your spirituality. Those are the things that are going to really give you the biggest impact. On the quality of your life. I agree. Dude, I remember the point I was going to make. I think it's important for your Let's viewers. hear it. So becoming obsessed. I was obsessed for a while and I don't regret it because on that time horizon of three years of obsession, if you looked at a three-year time horizon, I was out of balance. Now that you look at my eight-year entrepreneurial journey, 
I've had five years of quite frankly leisure because of the obsession. So now when you look back at the time horizon, I'm in balance, right? I have really good balance. What about a 20 year horizon? Three years of ultimate sacrifice have led to 20 years. Very balanced, right? So I'm not saying don't, there might be a season where you need to go all in, Mm -hmm. but understand that that is only a means to an end and you don't want these other equities in your life to go dry. And you have to be extremely intentional about that. And here's why. Uh, When you get into a grind, uh, you start to form habits. Mm -hmm. And then if you're not careful, those habits will continue past the time where you no longer write. Be careful who you become in that pursuit. Right. But if you can stay heart-centered, in service, spiritual, healthy, do your best to stay the best version of yourself in pursuit and understand that you're playing a game that you want out of, you'll be okay. But a lot of people get addicted to the game and the obsession becomes a lifetime of pursuit and they never actually, you know, enjoy the good stuff. So, sorry, I just remembered that thought. That's awesome. I think it's important. Love that. Well, Templeton, thank you for taking the time to do this video with me. I hope, guys, that this has had an impact on you. And uh, I I look forward to continue our relationship, stay in touch, learn and grow from you. And, um, and. Hopefully you come out to Puerto Rico and visit. It'd be so fun. I'm going to come visit. I'm going to stay in the love shack. Stay in the the love condo. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. If you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you on the next video.